Hey folks, you're listening to the LifeScan Learning Lab edition of the Get Balanced podcast with me, Dr. Donnie, and my co-host, Chief Strategy Officer of LifeScan Wellness Centers, Todd LaDuke. Episode 145. Welcome to the Get Balanced Podcast with Dr. Donnie. If you're a firefighter, law enforcement officer, or emergency medical professional who would like to improve your family relationships, your physical and mental health, and want to have success at work and at home, well, this show is for you. Welcome to the Get Balanced program. Let's get started. Hey, folks. Welcome again back to the Lifescan Learning Lab edition of the Get Balanced Podcast with me, Dr. Donnie, and my co-host, Chief Todd LaDuke. And today, I'll tell you what we're talking about. You're going to love this topic. Uh, there's a pot of money out there for you. It's free. <laughs> how much more? Okay. You want to learn how to go get it for your training budgets? Here we go. I'm going to kick it right over to you, Todd. Talk to us about this free money out there. Hey, Donnie. Great to be back. Um, always always a pleasure when we get to uh, uh, collaborate. And uh, normally we have... Uh, our, our guests come on and, and chat with us, but we're going to use this time today with uh, with the episode. Um, it, just because it's it's uh, such a timely topic, we've got uh, just uh, percolating and, and ready to come out the shoot um, is the uh, FEMA. So the Federal Emergency Management Agency um, has their annual uh, assistance to firefighter grants, uh, appropriations, which we're literally talking hundreds of millions of dollars um, in federal money um, that's appropriated um, to um, fire departments across the country, um, and that's uh, that's getting ready to to open up. So we wanted to we wanted <clears throat> wanted to use um, you know this opportunity to kind of talk about that a little bit. Um, what that money can be used for, how you go about applying for it, um, what's been most successful. Um, you know, I've been very fortunate to work with uh, a number of municipalities, including my prior department in Broward County, Florida, uh, where we received a number of assistance to firefighter grants to pay for some pretty critical uh, fire department needs. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it. So with that, maybe first well, I'll, I'll let you roll it out, but I'm thinking one of the things are the sort of the do's and don'ts when it comes to writing grants, because grants can be scary for some people, but I'm sure you have a way to make them not scary. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's, it's like, a, you know, the old what's adage, how do you eat an elephant? Yeah. Uh, you know, you eat it one bite at a time. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think grants are the are the same. So let's let's break it down into you know bite-sized pieces. Um, so let's start with um, you know what uh, the AFG can be used for. Um, you know, and there there's quite a few uh, opportunities. Um, certainly, uh, critical equipment needs can be paid for uh, out of assistance to firefighter grants. Um, you've got training um, needs um, that can be also um, delivered by assistance to firefighter grants. So um, if your department has some training wish lists, Donnie, I know, you know, yours would be up there with your work-life balance um, um, presentations and workshops that you do. Um, it, so it can include a, a pretty wide spectrum of different training that, that maybe your department doesn't have the budget for. Um, but you want to bring it in, right? So you want to maybe have work-life balance workshops for your entire department or 
other departments use uh, the IFF fireground survival training uh, to bring that in. Uh, so uh, training equipment, um, obviously, you know, my passion, uh, both, uh, you know, having uh, served in, in the service and, and now being chief strategy officer at Life Skin Wellness Centers, um, health and wellness initiatives. Um, so we've had a number of departments across the country um, actually start uh, providing uh, enhanced early detection physicals like life scan um, mm -hmm. wellness by applying for an AFG grant assistance to firefighter grant. So in fact, uh, Broward County, Florida, where, where, where I retired from, uh, that's how we received the funding. Um, to provide uh, every member of the department with a comprehensive uh, annual medical exam. We, use, we got AFG award um, and then um, worked with LifeScan um, to implement that. So um, come up with what your wish list is. Um, we do have to be mindful that um, that FEMA puts out a notice um, uh, as the grant is, is being opened up for application um, that has funding priorities. And you need to you need to go look at that. So, uh, you know, FEMA has their website. You can simply Google or search um, uh, FEMA assistance to firefighter grants and up it'll pop. They'll have the, the notice um of funding priorities that um, how that's put together is the the large national fire service uh, organizations uh, come together um, the IFF the IFC the National Volunteer Fire Council and others um, and they have a roundtable and they come up with what are the critical needs uh, facing the fire service and they advise uh, the FEMA grants staff and it's called FEMA grants directorate uh, one arm under FEMA what the critical needs are within the service. And then those become the priorities, right? So um, if you want to be successful, you got to make sure what you're asking for um, also aligns with what the priorities are of the grant funding, right? So if, you know, the priority is, you know, uh, one priority may be health and wellness, uh, but you're asking for some obscure program that has nothing to do with health and wellness or any of the other priorities of the grant, um, then you kind of you get dinged, right? You're not as successful when you submit your application. So that's that's kind of the starting point. You got to do your homework on um, what the priorities are. And they, they may change every year, depending on what that guidance is for the national organizations. Okay. Yeah, and I'm sure health and wellness generally, I would assume, will be in that priority list. It, it is. Um, you know what's, what's mind-scratching to me, though? Um, I should maybe say hair scratching. I still have a little hair left. <laughs> um, it, but, uh, you know, I've been told, and I, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, um, but she, she's pretty um, outspoken about it. Um, so Kathy Patterson uh, is one of the grant administrators. Uh, knew her back in the day. She was actually a staff member at the IFC. Um, then went over to FEMA to, to help administer the, um, the grant um, process for uh, AFG. Um, but she'll tell you, um, you know, I think at one point she was saying it was less than 5%. Um, and then I think, and I don't want to misquote her, but if my memory serves me right, the last time I spoke with her and I, or I heard her spoke speaking, which was at a VCOS conference, um, she was actually saying it was down to only 2% wow. of all the applications that come in for AFG um, have anything to do with requesting health and wellness 
um, activities like physicals or behavioral health or work-life balance workshops. And, and it, it struck both of us as odd um, because that's one of the highest priorities of the grant. Yeah. Someone argued it's one of the highest priorities of the fire service or should be. Mm-hmm. Um, yet it was one of the least asked for um, items. So while it's puzzling to me, for our for our listeners that are out there, um, it's really a tremendous opportunity, right? And I tell mm-hmm. this to I tell this to departments all the time. I say, listen, here's a here's a little secret about free money is if it's the highest priority and only you know two to five percent of the requests are for that, um, it tells you that if you're one of those two to five percent, your application is going to go right to the top of the pile priority wise. Yes. Um, and, and that's why, you know, people say, well, how did Broward, Broward County's got a huge budget. I mean, it's big department, a lot of resources. Um, how do they get a, an AFG grant for physicals and, and or replacing there? I think we got one for replacing uh, uh, air packs. I think we got one for replacing uh, critical radio technology. Um, and, and it was simply because we, we aligned very closely with those high priority um, asks. Um, and so in doing that, you're typically much more successful. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now, Todd, I'm curious who, who all is eligible to apply? Where's yeah. So that, that again, um, that's, that's driven by um, statute, right? So Congress uh, appropriates the money. Um, it's signed into to law by the executive branch, um, and then um, they turn it over to FEMA to administer. Um, so what you have to do, uh, tip, obviously, typically public sector entities, um, we've got um, some some uh, academic institutions often apply um, as well. But again, that notice um, that comes out of funding um, that FEMA does, um, it's so critical because all of that's listed in there and that may change, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, while priorities change from year to year, um, opportunities on who can apply and as eligible, um, also changes. So that's spelled out in that notice of, 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 uh, uh, funding that comes out. So that's really the first step is to go down figure out what, what the priorities are, who's eligible. And you, you do that by downloading that notice on the FEMA website, um, then figuring out what your internal needs are and how those align to um, the funding priorities. Um, and then the, the next step is really doing all your homework to get ready to write the grant. And, I, and when I say that, um, you know, uh, there, there's a tremendous amount of data analytics that are asked for. Um, so they'll ask you for three years of uh, call run statistics, you know, what what is your department uh, doing year after year for the last three years? Um, it'll ask you a lot of demographics about your community that you serve. Um, so population, population density, um, uh, vulnerability in uh, risk and hazard assessment of the community. So, um, and, and then um, the it will ask a, a tremendous amount of uh, information to justify that you have a financial need for this fund. And why can't you pay for what you're asking for from your mm-hmm. own budget? Um, so there you know, will basically be a drill down on how much money you have in your department's budget. Uh, what are the funding sources that you get that? So, you know, 
for a big department like a Houston or a Broward, you know, typically a hundred percent of their, their money comes from um, public sources, right? So it's, you know, either from uh, taxes or fire assessment fees, but if you're a volunteer department, right. And 70% of our country is, is volunteer uh, for fire service. um, You know, you're, you're, budget structure, how you raise that money may look very different. You may rely on uh, contributions. You may rely on fundraising events. Um, So you'll need all that information gathered. And there's, there's, again, all this information is available on uh, the FEMA uh, Assistance to Firefighter Grant website, fema.gov, and and then it'll take you to uh, the AFG grant site page. Um, And, and you you got to do your homework, right? So when when it comes time to sit down in front of the computer and actually um, start writing and entering all your your data, you don't want to be scrambling because the, the grant is only open for a short window of time. Um, so what, once it's announced that it's open, you may have you know four weeks, thirty days um, to to get all this information gathered um, and then to actually uh, enter it and then to actually write. Um, your request. So I, I always recommend, I mean, we know the AFG is getting ready to open in a matter of probably month or two months. Um, now's the time to be compiling. What is all the information I need to have in front of me to, to get ready uh, to, to support what I'm asking for? And, and then the, the narrative piece, right? So, um, you know, it's, um, you know, within the allotted number of characters that, that FEMA gives you for uh, each area, you'll be asked to write a narrative, you know, a description of why um, you need what you're asking for. What's the importance to, to your community, to your firefighters? Um, they'll ask you for what's the return on investment and, and how do you demonstrate that uh, to um, ultimately um, who's going to look at these grants and score them are our peers, so uh, FEMA will reach out to the various agencies like the IFC and the IFF and the National Volunteer Firefighters and say, we need 10 of your members to be peer reviewers to come rank these grants. So you're going to tell your story to other firefighters, um, your peers, who are then um, going to uh, score the grants and, and say, which out of all the grants we get, and they get literally... Um, more grants than they can fund, many, many more grants that, than they can fund. So um, there's going to be, unfortunately, winners and losers in this process. And uh, you want to be a winner, obviously. You know, we like winning. Um, so with that, um, you know, you, you have to, your story has to resonate. So, and I'm going to give a couple tips for that too. Um, I, so you're you're going to get all your information together. I'm going to give you like uh, one simple example on, um, a return on investment, right? So um, if we're asking for uh, comprehensive NFPA physicals and we're asking, I'm going to throw a number out there, let's say, you know, a city like Sacramento, California, that just got an AFG for uh, physicals. They're using LifeScan wellness centers. Uh, let's say they're asking for a uh, half a million dollars for physicals. The FEMA reviewers are going to say, what's the return on investment? If we give you 500000 what return do we get? Or does your community get? And in the case of physicals, it's pretty simple that, you know, one example is if we find 
um, as one in, in Sacramento has got about 730 firefighters, but if we find one early cancer, we've, uh, we've reduced mortality um, by 90 some odd percent. I mean, we've enhanced the, the survival rate significantly by 90 some odd percent. Um, and financially, we've saved uh, the city through Workman's Comp and the, the taxpayers, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars from finding a stage one cancer versus not having a physical, waiting till they have symptoms and then they, they get diagnosed with a late stage cancer. We know that's much, much more expensive. So yeah. you simply have to figure out how to tell that story in a way that resonates with the peer reviewers. Um, so, so they see that jumps off the page. It's a no brainer. Um, if you're asking for, you know, firefighter, um, IFF, uh, fireground survival training, what's the return on investment? You may say, Hey, we've had this many firefighter injuries that have occurred in our department over the last three years. And by funding this grant for fireground survival training, um, we're projecting, we're going to reduce the injuries by whatever number. And here's the cost value of reducing the injuries by 30%, by 40%. You know, if we're asking for Dr. Downey's work-life balance um, workshops, you know, we're asking for X amount of dollars um, to teach our folks how to how to have a better total um, work-life balance. And, and what's the return on investment? You know, when we say, listen, we've had, we've had, you know, uh, 20 employees enter our EAP program over the last three years. And there's, there's a cost to that. And we project if we're, we get people to understand how to balance their life, um, we, we can mitigate some of that cost. And, and in addition, um, have our employees healthier and weller. Um, so again, you, you got to figure out how to make that compelling story. And I, and I think the trick to this is don't recreate the wheel. I mean, I'm a peer reviewer. I've served as a peer reviewer for the IFC for years. I, I always, even when I wrote my own grants, I always sought out other peer reviewers or just call. I'd look up, okay, what departments around me were successful? Who actually got grant funding? Yeah, and I'd call nice. them. I'd call them and say, hey, would you mind sharing a copy of your grant with me? I want to see what you wrote, how you said it. And obviously it resonated. You got funding. Oh, and by the way, when I'm done with mine before I submit it, can I send it to you and just have you read through it and, and give me feedback? So, yeah. um, I, again, don't try to recreate the wheel. There's a lot of help out there, a lot of assistance. Um, don't don't you know go at this alone. You can reach out. I mean, I, I call people just cold call, I guess is what we call it, right? Where you just pick up the phone. You may not even know the person. Just say, hey, I just saw you got a two million dollar award for whatever mm -hmm. and would you share and, and you know how the fire services we're, we're very giving and you know uh, help each other so it's a great great opportunity to to kind of get your ducks lined up uh before you hit the send button and uh uh from you know from there uh once it's in then you got to live with you know uh the winners and the losers side um so you want to you want to make sure you you do all your homework ahead of time you, you tell a compelling story, you use when you have data and analytics, that's key. Um, you know, you, you, you typically not successful if you just say, hey, you know, we, we think it'll be wonderful if we do physicals or if we bring Dr. Donnie in, you know, that, that'd be really cool. And, um, 
you know, we'd love to do that. You, you need to build that case. You need to have numbers, data, statistics, and because it, it's so competitive, right? So, um, you know, sometimes a point here or a point there for reviewers, um, and it's not one reviewer, right? So five, a table of five or seven people are going to score all the, the grant applications at their table. Um, so you'll, you'll have multiple sets of eyes looking at this, but the reality is your story has to jump off the page. Yeah. No, that's great advice, Todd. Very, very good advice. Now, when thinking about the grants for those that, um, don't know, including me. So when the grants are awarded, is it a, is it a, you have to spend it in 12 months or the calendar year or how does that work? Yeah, so uh, great question, Donnie. The so a uh, couple couple things. Uh, the amount you can ask for is capped based on your population you serve. Uh, and don't ask me what that is, but obviously the larger that makes sense, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you're you're a city of Houston, right, and you're mm -hmm. you get four thousand firefighters and you serve millions in the city, um, you're entitled to ask for more um, than if you're a small department that only serves a community of fifty thousand. And you have, you know, only a department of 70 members. So, so one is it's based on um, population. Um, the second is uh, typically you have a, a year um, typically from uh, when you, you receive your award um, notice. So they'll, they'll publish that these are the, the agencies that were successful. You'll receive a, a notification and, you know, FEMA realizes during that time, you have to go for your procurement process, whatever that may be um, to award, um, you know, a, a contract uh, to, if it's for physicals, if it's for, you know, work-life balance workshops. Um, and, and FEMA's pretty, it's been my experience, FEMA's pretty flexible. They allow, you um, Departments typically to follow whatever their procurement process is, and that may vary from, you know, department to department, municipality to municipality. Mm -hmm. um, I, I always heard back from them, you know, just follow your procurement process. That's what they want you to do. Follow, follow your process. But so you, typically you have that year to perform. Um, there is a match. And, and again, the match is based on um, the, the population you serve. Um, so a, a large department like Houston may have to, their match may be a little bit more dollars to have skin in the game from their budget okay. um, than a smaller department. So they recognize, you know, a volunteer department of 50 that services a small community uh, doesn't have that same budget. So there'll be a smaller match and, and it's not big matches. I mean, the intent in this is the majority of the money comes from the federal government, but they, they do want the local uh, entity to also have some skin in the game. Mm -hmm. uh, financially. So, and, and listen, um, there's, you know, there's opportunities to uh, get grant extensions. So if, if you have hiccups, you know, whatever they may be and, you know, bumps in the road, um, you can also, um, ask FEMA to extend, you know, give me another, I need a year extension. Um, and, and FEMA handles those on a case by case basis. Uh, but it's been my experience, um, that that they're very liberal with giving those out. I mean, the, the intent of the the program is to to get the money into the communities to to help firefighters and help the communities. So they recognize every community is different, and um, there there may be twists and turns trying to administer your grant. So it's been again uh, what I've seen them is be very liberal with you know if if you need an extension of time, um, it's usually you, you don't have to jump through a lot of hoops. Oh, that's that's great. Absolutely. And, it, and, and Todd, always, if there's, 
Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead, I'm sorry. Just real quick, um, in case someone is listening uh, out here with the podcast and they may not know you as well as many know you, uh, where would you be interested in uh, putting your info out there so that they can contact you with further questions? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm help, uh, always happy to, to help. I've been, uh, as I mentioned, blessed to have those that have helped me um, with reviewing and writing uh, grant applications. And, and there's companies out there that, that will do it for you as well. They take mm-hmm. a percentage of, you know, if you're successful, they get a little fee um, as well. Uh, but I'm happy. I, I don't charge a fee. Um, I just, you know, t- just to give back. Um, so you, pe- the uh, listeners can can reach out to me probably by email is the best way um, at uh, uh, Todd, T-O-D-D dot and then Leduc, L-E-D-U-C at lifescanwellness.com. Uh, and you can you can go to our website as well, lifescanwellness.com, www lifescanwellness.com and there's a there's a contact form on there um that's another way they can reach me just go on the website fill out that contact form and uh it'll get routed my way just you know put a little note on there that you know you need some help with grants um Mm. and and i'm happy to do that so uh uh, but it's a tremendous resource i mean just just think about you know a free pot of you know 300 million 400 million dollars uh that's set aside um, and, the, and the amounts change every year too, depending on the budget, right? And, and okay. different ent- entities lobby, right? So the IFF goes in and lobbies, and the IFC sends their people up to the hill. I'm sure the volunteers do the same, and you know, uh, and, and try to get that appropriation number higher instead of lower. Mm. Uh, because listen, if, if, let's face it, even in the most uh, affluent of communities, um, th- there's always a need for additional support. Uh, particularly for critical, you know, functions such as public safety. I mean, I, I tell people yeah. all the time, there's nothing cheap about the fire service. Um, you know, the equipment's expensive to do it right. The training's expensive, you know, uh, staffing is expensive. So that having that, having that lifeline of money is, is critical to many communities. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And Todd, is there anything that I did not ask you or that you'd like to cover a little bit more? Or we could uh, recap this if you would just a little bit. I mean, I'll let you answer that first. If there's anything that we did not cover, then secondly, if you just give that quick little recap about, as you mentioned, you know, go to go to the AFG, check it out, download it, determine your priorities, et cetera. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, I, I think I think we've done a pretty good job with uh, a, a broad brush overview of uh, AFG and, and how to be successful and apply. I would say start now as, as the recap. And, and like you said, Donnie, go to, go to the FEMA.gov uh, AFG website. Um, start. I mean, you can go even right now uh, on there today uh, and pull up past awards. It'll actually show you what departments received mm-hmm. and how much money they received. You know, start looking at those. You can sort them by state. You can, you know, go find out who got what, uh, get on the phone today, send them an email, call them, reach out and say, hey, I'm starting to prepare for uh, the the next round of AFG that's going to be opening soon. Uh, can you help me? I need, I need maybe ask you if you'd share your application. If I write mine, would you be happy to review it? Uh, right. So start taking those proactive steps, download the notice, uh, uh, look at what the past notice was so you kind of get some ideas and and then you'll be ready. You'll hit the ground running um, and, and you'll be in the front of the line um, once once the next round of AFG funds uh, opens up. 
All right. Outstanding. And folks, we'll put uh, those website links and everything like that in the show notes uh, that will populate on the websites or the platforms out there. And with that, Chief Strategy Officer Todd LaDuke and I, thank you very, very much for listening as always. And Todd, I thank you. That, that was some great, great uh, information out there. And, and, and uh, I'll tell you, it shows the importance of that we need to take care of our people and it is expensive to do so. So we need all the help we can get. Sounds good. Thanks, Tony. Always appreciate the, uh, the episodes. Absolutely. Hey, if you're a firefighter, law enforcement officer, or EMS professional who enjoys this podcast and would like some help with your work-life balance, you need to check out my Get Balanced program. Not sure if you are balanced or not? Join me over at DonnieHutchinson.com and take the quiz. Together, we are going to get you balanced.